0: We are doing a series called uh, "We're doing a series called Thank You." A sermon series called "Thank You." It's a series on gratitude, and it's so important for us to be thankful every single day of our lives. You know, the thing is, we've lost we've lost the the habit of of we've forgotten what it is like to be thankful. You know, we can complain and say, "What is there to be thankful about?" I had the worst day yesterday. I had the worst week. But let me assure you, someone on the other side of the world has had it worse than you. The very fact that you are here sitting together with family, with friends, praising God, having a good laugh, is enough reason to be thankful. I'm pretty sure most of you are following the news. But on a night when families were going to go to sleep, trying to figure out what we're going to pack for our children the next day when they're going to school, families were going to try to figure out you know what we're going to do tomorrow what the work day is going to be like what the work schedule is going to be like children were waiting for school to get done and they were going to play that afternoon for over 21,000 for over 21,000 people more than 21,000 people who thought that earlier on in the week they did not know what was coming. They did not know what was going to hit them in the early hours of the morning. While fathers sat over three days holding on to their loved ones, hoping someone would come and be able to get the the rubble off their kids and rescue the kids in that freezing cold. We say you know I drove to church but I waited for too long, too long is 10 minutes I couldn't get a parking and I turned around and went back while people are hanging on to their life praying to God that someone would come someone would come the death count is only increasing and increasing and increasing and mind you when after people are rescued and after you know they've gathered the dead this, it's, it's still going to take years to recover. For Syria, for Turkey, it's going to take years. Three over three hundred thousand people are homeless. Over three hundred thousand people are homeless. It's okay, Vera. Don't worry. I tell the kids to scream as loud as they want. It's absolutely fine. Family man, been there. Now we have in another season. <laughs> you know, 300,000 people homeless. And then we hear excuses like, it's too hot. The sun is too hot. That's why I couldn't come to church. And I said this last time. Never ever in growing, as I was growing up and I started to begin to understand things, did I know the sun to be cold? <laughs> I don't know. You know, but... I'm not condemning anyone. You know? I'm not condemning anyone, but I think we need to pay attention, and we do, sometimes when we say things, we need to realize what we're saying. You know God's called us to have a, an attitude of gratitude, to have an attitude of gratitude. We've forgotten what it is to be appreciative of the things that we have around us. We've forgotten what it is to value relationships. Post-COVID, we've forgotten but it's coming back, it's coming back. Slowly by slowly, it's coming back. And we need to value what God has given us. We need to be thankful for what God has given, for what God has given us. You know, thanksgiving is simply, is simply the act of expressing specific gratitude to God for the blessings God has given us, whether those things are physical, spiritual, or material. You know, and as we grow as believers, we should see an attitude of thanksgiving develop in our lives. You know, one sign that Jesus Christ is living in your heart is gratitude. Have you ever noticed the Bible says, He that is in you is greater than he that is in the world? And in the same mouth you pray, the same mouth you praise, oh God, I thank you for this day. That stupid guy just cut me off. God, back to praise you, God. Forget the guy. Forgive the guy. You, you know, listen, listen, listen. I'm, I'm in the same boat as you, okay? I was not dropped from heaven. But one side we say that God lives on the inside of us, and in the same, in the same time, we discount, we bring down the people around us, you know? When what is, within, when, when what is actually within needs to flow out as much as you empty yourself, as much as you empty yourself, as much as you empty off yourself, that much more room you give for God to fill you up. As much as you empty off yourself, that much more room you give for God to fill you up. If you fill fill yourself a lot more with the Word of God, what you're going to be giving out is the Word of God what you're going to be giving out is life and from that life that you're giving out you're going to be grateful and thankful because you know that what you're giving out is good the bible is very clear life and death lie, life and death lie in the power of your tongue with that same mouth that with the same mouth that you bless that same mouth you can bring the person down your words are a lot more powerful and a lot more destructive than using physical approach words can kill words can kill speak life be thankful in everything give God glory and praise God for what you have you know and the sad truth is that most of us aren't grateful people when it comes to having a spirit of thanksgiving we fall short all of us fall short all of us, we are much better at grumble, grumbling and complaining than we are at giving thanks. Despite all the blessings, sometimes we're anything but thankful. You know, we are often like we are often like the nine lepers in Luke 17. We read of ten. We read of ten lepers who stood at a distance and cried out to Jesus as he was traveling along the border of Samaria and Galilee. The, deceased, uh, the deceased-ridden lepers cried out, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. And Jesus heard the lepers and said to them promptly, Go show yourselves to the priest. You know, lepers were, any, any person who had leprosy was considered unclean, unfit to be amongst people, to be around people, which is why they were cast out. They had to live out of the city. They had to live out of the city. And these lepers come and they're like, Master, have pity on us. And Jesus says, Go show yourself to the priest. Jesus was not being insensitive. Jesus knew that there was a miracle taking place and there was power in his words that was going to accomplish what he sent them forth for. Go and show yourself to the priest. The reason why he said go and show yourself to the priest because it was the priest who checked you and counted you worthy to come back. The priest would see if you're okay. Great, you're in, you're still not good, get out. You're in, you're out. That's why Jesus said go and see the priest. An amazing part is they did not question Jesus we came to you, and you asked us to go and see the priest? they did not question him, but their obedience to the word of God healed them. But only one came back. That's the title of my message. Only one came back. Only one came back. Luke 17, 14 to 18 says, When he saw them, he said, Go and show, show yourselves to the priest. They went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him, and he was a Samaritan. People did not want to be associated with Samaritans as well. Jesus asked, Were not all ten <laughs> cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Jesus' emotional response to the ingratitude of the nine lepers gives us a glimpse into the heart of God. He was disappointed that only one person cared enough to express his gratitude. You know, William Barclay, a person who's written a number of commentaries, writes, No story in all the Gospels so poignantly shows man's ingratitude like the lepers in Luke 17. The lepers came to him with desperate longing. He cured them, and nine never came to give thanks. Barclay says, he goes on to say, so orphan, once a man has got what he wants, he never comes back, he never comes back. It looks a bit like us, right? We go on a streak. God blesses and blesses and blesses. Man, God is so good. He healed my body. He changed me. He saved me just in time. Oh, I'm going to praise his name. And then when tragedy strikes, God doesn't care for me. God doesn't care for me, you know? He likes, he likes blessing other people, other relationships, other families. He gave that person a job. I've been waiting for more than a year. Why do you have your job? Take it away. God, take it away. No. What God, what God did for somebody else, he's more than able to do for you in a completely different way. God's timing is perfect. And if somebody else has that job or that healing way before you, it's because that person has gone through a waiting process and God felt it's that person's time now. Not that God doesn't want you to give you the best. God's desires for us are never settle for anything less than the best that he has for, for us. Never settle for anything less than the best that he has for us. He wants to give you your breakthrough as well. But he wants to take you through a process where you will understand what you yourself have gone through and why you need to be thankful. He takes you through a process to understand the attitude of gratitude. Man, if it wasn't for God, this wouldn't have happened. I am so thankful and grateful. Psalm 102 says, 103, verse 2 Blessed be the Lord, O my soul. And forget not all his blessings. In most cases, we forget the blessings of God and never return to say thanks. Now, I don't really know the specific reasons that at times we we are ungrateful. It could be a combination of many things, pride, affluence, habit or circumstances. But whatever the case, I really feel we need to be a lot more thankful or we can learn to be a lot more thankful and to develop a spirit of thanksgiving in our lives. I just want to share four steps. Now these are not like the oh, all you, but these are some steps that will help you cultivate an attitude of gratitude and learn to be thankful in everything. The first is gratitude pleases God. Gratitude pleases God. When God does something for you and you are thankful, God simply says, my child appreciates what I did. My child so appreciates. The Bible says, they raised their voices in praise to the Lord and sang, he is good, his love endures forever. Then the temple of the, then the, temple of the Lord was filled with a cloud, and the priests could not perform their services because of the cloud. For the glory of the Lord filled the temple of God. Amazing, right? They started praising and the priests could not perform their service because the glory of the Lord, the, 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 because, because the glory of, of God, the cloud, filled the temple, and the priests could not perform their service. What it simply says is God's presence came to the temple in response to thanksgiving. God's presence came to the temple in response to the thanksgiving coming out of it. God loved to hear the praise from the temple and so he drew near. You want God to draw near? Start praising God. You want to feel God around you at all times? Praise him every day. In the highs and in the lows, praise him every day, praise him anyway. It appears that thanksgiving and praise are the key to manifesting the presence of God. It pleases him. The second most important point for all of us, I myself included, stop complaining. Stop complaining. Numbers 11.1 one says, the Israelites complained about their hardships, and when God heard it, his anger was aroused. Complaining and grumbling are the biggest barriers to gratitude. And when we learn, and we, and we need to learn to catch ourselves when we complain and stop it right away. Stop it right away. We need to avoid complaining because God's, God hates it and it ruins our spiritual lives. Psalm 77 verse 3 says, I complained and my spirit was overwhelmed. I complained and my spirit was overwhelmed. I wonder why. Why? You know, very often when you complain, you like I said, life and death land, the power of the tongue, very often when you complain, you're actually changing the environment around you. You're bringing about an environment of doom and gloom. But God wants you to be joyful because the Bible says the joy of the Lord is my strength. In every situation, you can be strong and you go from strength to strength because that's what the Bible says. You'll go from glory to glory and strength to strength. But when you start complaining, you change, you walk out of the environment that God has designed for you to be in And from a garment of praise, from a garment of praise, you bring about destruction over your life. You know, Paul wrote in Philippians 2.14, do everything without complaining and arguing so that you may become blameless and pure, children of God without fault in a crooked and depraved generation in which you shine like stars in the universe do everything without complaining choose to rejoice give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus the apostle Paul wrote these words from prison what a guy man and that's not only one not once he said it twice rejoice like like, like we haven't heard it once We said rejoice, and again I say rejoice. Who wants to rejoice from a place? Who wants to rejoice from a place of depression, from a place where you cannot break free? But even though you might be in a place, or even though your situation might be a place that cannot be broken free, Paul experienced freedom on the inside. And when you experience freedom on the inside, and you choose to rejoice. You choose to change the atmosphere. What is on the inside manifests outwards, and it not only only translates what you're feeling inside, but it transforms how you need to feel outside, and that freedom from inside can be experienced outside by you just changing the environment. Even though he was behind bars, that did not stop him from experiencing and radiating true freedom that he felt in God. That is why he said, rejoice. I'm chained to this guy. Rejoice. Nothing's going to stop me. Rejoice. And again, I say rejoice. Paul made a personal choice to be grateful despite his circumstances. He decided that even though he was in prison, it didn't matter. Because he knew, like I always say, if God is all you have, you've got all you need. And he understood that. outward surroundings the outward surrounding did not did not matter to him all that was all that was all that was of importance to him and what he wanted to do was just rejoice because he knew what was inside of him he knew what was inside of him and so he was going to praise and thank god anyway and it transformed his perspective The last thing I want to say, give thanks daily. You know, I've, I've formed this habit, you know, from a person who told me many years ago, when you get up in the morning, the first thing you do is say, thank you, God. If you ask my wife, she's outside there, getting ready for your tea and coffee. Tea and coffee after the service, okay? But I learned this from this person many years ago. When you get up in the morning, the first thing, just say, Thank you, God. When you sleep in the night, just say, Thank you, God. Just say, Thank you, God. Give thanks. Start your day with thanksgiving. Don't walk in the bathroom and say, Where is the toothpaste? (laughs) Sorry, kids. I'm sorry. I hope I didn't wake you up. Where's the toothpaste? Where's the comb? That's why I stopped using a comb a long time ago. I used my hands. No, okay, it's not a problem in my house, don't worry. Where is this? Where is that? There'll always be something to be ungrateful for. But if you look around, the first thing that you have when you get up is the gift of life. So start by giving thanks. Start by giving thanks. You know, Daniel 6 verse 10 says, Three times a day he got down on his knees and prayed, giving thanks to his God. Just, just as he had done before, three times a day. Let me close with this story. Story told of two friends. Yeah, 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 bring it on, bring it on. <laughs> story told of two friends who met on the street. One of them looked really sad, almost on the words of tears. His friend asked, what has the world done to you, my friend? That sad person said, three weeks ago, an uncle died and left me $40,000. His friend said, that's a lot of money. So he said, yes. But two weeks ago, a cousin I never knew died and left me $85,000 free and clear. This person said, sounds like you've really been blessed. This guy said, you don't understand. He interrupted. You don't really understand. Last week, my great aunt passed away. I inherited $250,000. Now this friend of his was really confused. Why do you look so sad? This guy said, this week nobody died. (laughs) Is that the way we live before a gracious and loving God who gave himself for us? We may not have a big bank balance. He gave himself for us. And because of that, we can receive everything. He gave himself for us. And because of that, today, whatever your heart desires, you can receive it because of what he did for you and for me. If that's not enough reason to be thankful, then I don't know what is. All eyes closed. All eyes closed. Okay, this is between God and you. I'm not going to condemn you. But if you are in a place this afternoon and you've been struggling, you've been struggling to be, you've been struggling with this, this, in this area to be thankful. You want to be thankful. You want to be appreciative. But you've been struggling in this area to be thankful. I just want you to put your hands up. That's it, put it down, put it down, put it down. I've seen those hands, put it down. I just want to pray for you. God, I thank you, Lord, for this family that we have. I thank you, Lord, that even in the midst of the struggles, you've placed us together to to be there for each other, to strengthen and nurture each other. And so, Lord, for all my brothers and sisters who've put up their hands, I just pray, Father God, that starting today, Lord, we cancel everything that is not of you. We break down everything that is not of you. And from Lord, I just pray, Lord, for freedom right now. For freedom in the name of Jesus. That every person who put up their hands today would experience freedom from you and start living lives of gratitude. I just pray, Lord, from this moment on, each and every person who put up their hand would not only experience your love and your grace. But because of what they experience and receive from you, it will just be a natural process of them giving thanks in every situation. What was a struggle till this very moment will be a struggle no more in the name of Jesus. And I just pray, Father God, that in everything they do, every single day, every step they they take, they will give thanks and thanks and thanks and thanks. They'll give you praise. And through their lives, people around them would be consoled, would be comforted, would experience joy and peace and strength. I just pray these right now for every person who raised up their hand in Jesus Christ's mighty name. Amen, amen. Come on, give them a hand for boldness.